Welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones and we do it over breakfast, bitch. It's Tony Hans and Jeremy in with you today on this Friday, season six, episode five. I just like, I like the like the uh, like Britney Spears thing. It's breakfast, bitch. It's breakfast, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's that should have been our. Uh, our our theme song for the show it's breakfast biz <laughs> i don't even remember what britney's song that is but i don't either i think it's obvious it's one of the newer ones right i have no idea no, no clue but uh, jenna jenna <laughs> solve jenna. this debate what song is what song is it where britney spears goes it's britney bitch <laughs> she doesn't know oh <sighs> that cat doesn't know either no one knows. All right. Well, we do know season six, episode five, The Door, and um, Cheddar and Chive today. Cheddar and Chive. Then you really chive. got a Cheddar Chive. Is that how that we got, we got, we're musical today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm happy for a Friday. Welcome to it. Whew. We guys like a little, uh, would you guys like a little wiki plot action here? Yeah, yeah. Lay it down. I'm really happy that you guys are always so into this. You could say no, but you never do. All right, the door, season six, episode five. Oh, sorry, um, it's a it's a pretty short one again today. They all are at this point. How do you want it? How can I deliver it best to your ear holes? Uh, let's get. I'm trying to think of what he sounds like just talking. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it could be sung. Maybe some Dave Grohl. <laughs> I got it. I I I couldn't even imagine what dave Grohl sounds like i am not a foo fighters fan oh not a big foo fighters fan. couldn't even tell you what he's couldn't pick his voice out of a crowd really yeah. i love foo fighters uh super good why don't you lay some britney spears down oh no <laughs> okay um <clears throat> what's what's a britney spears song uh Oops, I did it again. <laughs> there it is. Uh, uh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's breakfast, bitch. <laughs> Tyrion seeks a strange ally. <laughs> Bran learns a great deal. Brienne goes on a mission. Arya's given a chance to prove herself. <laughs> And then it ends. Set fire above. It's all on Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, I just like the idea that that's how she talks, just in general, in her daily <laughs> hey, life. She's actually like interviews with Britney Spears make me actually giggle to this very day. I think the most recent thing, I, whenever she was on James Corden, which was probably a couple years ago at this point, but Britney Spears has been in the limelight as it were for years she's had her ups and downs but she seems to be doing well she's been in that vegas residency forever she's got like hundreds of millions of dollars and she's still so like quirky and like kind of southern <laughs> it's super funny to listen to britney spears talk she just like uh she's, she's just a little ditzy in a good way not not in a, a i'm not trying to be mean to britney she's just you know she does not have a clue mm, in a beautiful mm. way no offense, it sounds offensive. I really don't mean it offensively. Oh, baby, baby. What do you guys like about a scene six, episode five, the door? Hold the door. Hold, hold, hold door. the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. 
Hodor. Uh, you think, think it's going to you think it's going to run the same way in the books? Yeah. I Most mean, I don't know if the scene will play out exactly the same, but like this is it's it's one of the only moments that I can tell was absolutely written by George Martin. Like it's just got that George it's Martin. got that nice burn. Like there's no way the the showrunners thought of this. No. And I think I actually was interested so it's funny you say that because I was very curious about it and looked it up. And it turns out the showrunners in a meeting one time, like they they were saying like this was probably in an interview or something. They were saying they, they met with uh, George R. Martin in, in a hotel like meeting or something about the show. And they basically the entire premise of the meeting, like from the showrunner standpoint, is they were trying to like seep out as much information as they could that was not <laughs> that was not available yet in the books. Okay. And uh, they said that he wasn't really budging on much, and he just kind of he kind of just threw out there this Hodor thing that that was a, the, from the beginning that was how it was written. Like twenty years ago, he had like the idea that this is how he want like what the plan was and all this stuff, and it was. Uh, it was the door thing, right? Uh, the yeah. actual like events around it may be different, but it was it was in fact his idea, and from the beginning the plan. The showrunners took it their way with like the actual where it's the setting and the what happens and what leads to it. I think, but the idea was there from the beginning. It is such a major thing, um, of course, for anyone who's catching up with us or listening in for the first time to see what happens. Basically, and this is the end of the episode, but it's my favorite part. Anyone going to throw in their uh, their hat there as well? Favorite part? Favorite part? For the hold the door part? Yes. Yeah, I think you almost have to give it to that part. It's so, so it's powerful scene. It's powerful I, saying, scene. I think it's a go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying I think that's the I think this this episode is weighted well with that scene. I think this that actually makes this a good episode. Without it, I thought this was kind of a weaker episode. We do go. Um, to, it's it's a it's a long build up north uh, from the wall. We see a couple things up there. The first revelation of which is that the White Walkers were created by the children of the forest to protect themselves from from you, from men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was pretty. As Leap says. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, just leaps. I know we already mentioned this a long time ago, and just like mm. age changes and things. Uh, those uh, those children became adults quick, <laughs> <laughs> very quick. True, they look very different. Um, yeah, so we see that, we learn that. Blah blah blah. Bran is not happy that the three eyed raven keeps pulling him out of visions prematurely. Um, there, there's lots of warnings there. And then, when everything sleeps, Bran sneaks over to the. To, to the to the root of destiny and touches it grips it and is is instantly transported to uh the army of the dead he walks through it he sees them they don't see him he gets to the white walkers he's looking at him and the night king just turns his head looks right at bran bran like huh turns around all the whites are now looking at bran and then the night king grips him by the arm bran wakes up He's got the he's got the touch on him now, which means for some reason that uh, the Night King and all his goonies can get can get in. And I would say that's bullshit, but it's magic. I can't tell it how it can it can work. So <laughs> so okay, Bran messes up in a major way, 
And so much of this, like the Hodor thing is heartbreaking and crazy and it has so many ramifications. But I just want to run a little mini RIP segment to say that we lost the Three-Eyed Raven, oh, at yeah. least volume one. Um, you know, you can make the point that Bran's on his way, but still. We lose, from the show's perspective, all of the children of the forest. Yep. All of the ones that have existed since before humans. In the books, there are a few more um, that I think are still alive because they're down south, hidden. But as far as we know from the show, now they're all dead. Uh, And we lose Summer as well. Real quick. Just... Yeah, that was was actually my least favorite part of the, the show. Sad little yelp there. Mira kills a White Walker, though. Props to her. Good for yeah. her. She, it's becoming it's becoming less and less of a rarity at this point. But hey, it's still a, it's still an accomplishment. And then yes, um, they're making their way out. Leaf sacrifices herself. Um, the whites are still coming though. And then they leave out the back door. And Hodor holds the door. Bran is warped into the past, seeing things and trying to do things, and Mira is screaming, hold the door, hold the door, and Bran looks over at Childhood Willis, who then has a seizure, and starts screaming, hold the door, hold the door, and it translates to Hodor as he calms down, and we realize that's that's where it came from all along. And this is such an impactful thing, because it not only means that Bran can affect things, that he can go back and seemingly affect the past, but it also means he can't, which is something that's already been said by the Three-Eyed Raven. What what will happen will happen. Um, and this is where a lot of conspiracy theories stem from. The fact that he had something to do with um, Ares Targaryen, who was obsessed with repeating, burn them all, burn them all, burn them all. Like, did Bran have something to do with that? What else has Bran done? Because we're now learning that whatever he does do isn't going to change what has happened. Um, so we're, we've probably already seen it um, work, its, work its little tendrils, which is, uh, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, it's a very interesting way to do time travel where it can't just fix anything without already having roots set in the story. Yeah, that's cool. I'm interested to see if there is anything other ties. I got to imagine they have pretty big plans. Uh, for for mm-hmm. stuff like that, or at least Pepper and uh, one one other big reveal of of this time travel thing, and I would I would I would bet that that you know I know there's a lot of conspiracies out there that I don't necessarily buy into with Bran and the Night King and all that stuff, which we'll talk about. Uh, the well, and you can you can you can read into it just like a Groot if you want to, but um there I, I i can't remember if it's in this episode i think it's the one previous actually where bran it is where bran wakes up from his dream where he sees willis for the first time um talking talking to little ned stark and little benjamin and everything and he goes hodor what a i i saw you as a kid you could talk what happened and he goes hodor and like watching it back because I, I read this somewhere i didn't come up with it watching it back it straight sounds like and with his head movements and everything it just sounds like you did like yeah. <laughs> that it's so it's so pointed there not like angry or anything but that's just like he knows his purpose um in life it's it's been made yeah. for this moment um, so when he i guess one quick question from a magic standpoint um mm. In, ca- in case you've been brushing up on, uh, on yeah. the uh, laws of ma- magic in Game of Thrones world. I do have so, my, my magic void card. Yeah, <laughs> so when Bran is, is like, warged into the past, and we see him do that, 
So then, then he also can warg into Hodor at the same time. Is he? Because how does he end up warging into Hodor to then like get? Because Hodor's kind of freaked out. Now all of a sudden, you see his eyes go pick up Bran and start running for the door. But you still cut, keep cutting back to seeing Bran in the past. I think he wargs into Hodor in the past. In the past. In the past. And then somehow, like, okay, I get it. So and there's like a chain here. Yeah, and then I don't know if it's him like completing the connection or losing the connection. If it's that either that causes the that causes gotcha. the, the actual. Gotcha. I never thought of that actually. Whether it was losing or 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 when he did it, that that's that's yeah. the actual thing that, that caused the, the seizure. So then my thing there is like is is the last little bit. I wonder when exactly it's lost because is whole is Hodor at a certain point holding the door. By himself, like he's no longer being warped into. He's doing this to protect. I think Bran. so. Yes, yeah. that makes the that makes the scene much more powerful, right? In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, because he looks terrified as he's doing it at the end. Yeah, and you realize that he realizes this is the end. But that is a that is a good point. I don't know when the switch is made. Yeah, um, I was just wondering about that. It also hmm. seems un. So you see that door crumbling pretty quick. Hodor's going down, obviously, and yeah. they're there's nowhere to go like how and she's got to carry that dude like i don't i still don't know how yeah you don't see how that how do they actually get away from that well they i mean to be fair they don't going forward they they run into trouble pretty quickly um there's there's some more (laughs) helping cold hands to 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 guide them through it but yeah uh it's major though. Some some very big stuff, especially. I mean, from a plot point perspective, some of the biggest stuff we've gotten thus far, um, whether or not we realize it yet. Because I am of a firm belief that whatever the 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 outcome of the show, brand plays a major role. I don't think that's an unpopular theory at this point. And I I think the biggest takeaway here is that middle of the night, someone's sleeping. Don't go white knuckling their roots, okay? <laughs> <laughs> leave it at that fair point fair, uh, <laughs> fair point oh what uh what else did you guys uh have of note from the episode perhaps your least favorite parts uh i i have quite i have i have some things to say about my least favorite parts so i'll, I'll maybe i'll maybe Plural. defer yeah so for me it was the whole urine gray joy section i just i mean He's a he's a sleazeball. The I I like that now Theon's back. You know with you with Yara and then the whole candidacy thing. And it sounds like that's the direction it's gonna go. And then with you, I just feel like why would these people want him? It Thank is, you. You know, like they they there's no there should be no reason to want him to lead. And Yara's all for all we know as up until this point has been proven and talked about as like this great leader so suddenly no one respects her it just doesn't make sense to me it's ridiculous it's my absolute it's my exact note as well because they set it up where people are like oh blah 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 they respect because euron's playing like they don't or whatever and maybe they didn't fine but they set up like they respect balon Greyjoy enough to vote for his heir who is a broken shell of a man yeah. um whether or not his genitals are actually 
um, right. a, a question of whether or not can rule. But he's just a broken person. No one knows him. No one has ever known him. No one wants him around. Yeah. They sent him away before. No one treated him with any love or, or respect or anything because he hadn't earned it. And they were to the point of wanting to vote for him over Yara. And then he makes this semi-impassioned speech, gets them behind Yara with great actual points. And all Euron does is show up, says that he's back, admits to killing this guy who they just kind of established. They put a lot of respect into. And then um, just just makes a couple dick jokes at Theon. And then they vote for him. Yeah, I just don't yeah. like the whole, I show up, I killed your king, and there's no repercussions. Like yeah, that, the I whole think... the whole taking bullshit. Like you can't use that argument in every situation. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, it's my least favorite part too. Actually, uh, close second was the die or the direwolf dying. Summer dying. Horrible. Oh, but yeah, it's yeah. a power. But it's again, there's a fine line between what I didn't like and what I actually think is the worst part of the show because. Summer dying is still like a powerful moment in the show, and it, it it it's emotion it's emotionally capturing and all that stuff, which is still like good for a show. You can't have all happy moments. Back to the Euron stuff and why I hate it so much. Um, <laughs> the uh, I truly just don't like this, and I think the only argument that could be made of why they actually why they would vote for him is he does sound like he has a good plan in the Daenerys thing, and like she needs oh. a husband and all that stuff. And going over there and whatever, like for all they know, it sounds like a decent plan to take over like more of the world. And he's going to also have this fleet, which is really all Yara promised was the fleet. So I guess I maybe get that, but it's just, he comes out of nowhere and like, I agree. Like you can't just kill your kid. Well, then what's, there's gotta be some rule or some order or something like, so then yeah. anyone who just killed your King is fine. I don't know. Also, I, I almost disagree. I don't think that that's something to his credit, his plan. They already, I mean, Rob proposed giving them, you know, a, a team up giving them and, and Balon Greyjoy scoffed at it and threw it back in his face and basically attacked the North because of it because they're ironborn. They take their shit. And he's not only promising to go and pledge himself to somebody else, but, and, you know, again, this is just an issue for these ironborn mentality in a conversation they set up themselves two minutes beforehand to a woman like yeah. to, to a foreign woman who means nothing who they know nothing about yeah i, I i've refused to believe that everyone would be on board with that yeah i right. agree and then he makes the statement of which this would be probably an issue with yara's plan too and in, in depending on her her grand uh aspirations here but he then goes on to say that he's gonna have his men build him a thousand ships right <laughs> yeah so i did a little digging into what it would take to build a thousand ships okay in <laughs> in math. what their tech in the rel- rough technological era that they're in okay okay uh so first of all he goes you know go cut down any trees get any wood that you can uh their environment we already know is just basically rocks and bird shit and water. Yes. Like we know there's there's not I didn't see any just blooming forests nearby no. <laughs> when you're looking at those. So that's that's issue number one. And to build a thousand ships, you'd roughly need about a thousand uh, or seven hundred and fifty thousand trees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, then it would take about fifteen months to build one ship. All right. What? Yeah, 15 months to build one ship with a roughly like a good 
30 to 50 man crew dedicated to that shit. Jeez, okay? okay. And then, uh, so you not only need the space to have multiple projects going at once, uh, a thousand, <laughs> if you want to get it done in 15 months. <laughs> sure. Sure, uh, sure. So a thousand spaces for building these ships. And then you'd need 30 to like 50 men uh, per ship. And that's just the men building the ships, not to mention all the people like creating the sails, doing all the other stuff, crafting all the other things. So you'd roughly need about tens of thousands of builders. Okay. And uh, sounds realistic. All these things yeah. right now. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I don't buy it, <laughs> but that's my, that's my, that's my statement there. You forget well, magic. Get, he does. Magic he does get exists. them. So I don't know. He does get them. Yeah, that's the thing. He does he get gets the them full... quick. Yeah. So well, maybe maybe uh, maybe your sources just didn't know about the the great ironborn craftsman. Yeah. I know. I think that yeah, that's clearly clearly it. Mm. These people who are known for stealing everything and not making anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's a bummer. What now? So you you had some tirades. Have you have you gotten all your words out, or you've got some more some more things to uh, to dish? dish no, on that you? was really it. I'm not a big. Uh, I I think I think I I don't hate your on Greyjoy as as much uh, with as much of a passion as I think you guys do. Sure. The, with the way you speak about him, um, I would argue. I guess again, like. Because the way he the way he verbalizes what he's gonna do, like going over to Daenerys and stuff, it almost sounds like I guess the argument could be made in my mind that he plans to like marry her and then take over all her armies and all this stuff and like be the leader and like that's Fair. why he he talks very down about her, right? He says like he's he's like there's this chick that has all the shit. I'm gonna go take it and give her my dick basically, <laughs> and then that's it. Like that's he doesn't say he's gonna like kneel to her or anything. Good so point. I, I think that's the one point that could be made that's like, okay, that's not actually not a bad plan. Like, you don't, you know, that's not that bad. That could work, I suppose, you know, in, you know, or at least could make sense to these people who don't know anything about the situation. But yeah, not can a big I, fan. think it's pretty shitty. Can I get your guys' thoughts on our good, bad, and uh, juggly moments for episode five out in the theater? I really liked the theater scene. Me I thought too. That was yeah. good. Me too. It was good. Um, I, I the only thing I don't understand in this episode and the next one, um, where, like, from every interaction with foreign people before, in my memory, no one has this love and respect for Joffrey. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that character is coming from. Right. Um, like no one likes him, right? Yeah, maybe it's just because he's dead now. Like he's been dead for a while, so, so he's, he's remembered dead. well. The, he's a the, dead kid, and the, you can't yeah, speak the, of a dead re, kid. Re, well, the, yeah, the remembrance could be a little bit skewed at this point too. I don't know. Mm. The uh, yeah, the, the Ned Stark thing. Arya trying to come to terms with that was funny. Yeah, um, yeah. This this whole I do like the theater arc, not the super long one, uh, a lot. And as I said, because you deflected the question. It gave us a little nudite. Nudite <laughs> gave us some gave us some jugglies on stage. This yes. was a X-rated play, apparently. Yes, fake Sansa Stark. <laughs> uh, and then we get just a very <laughs> unexpected and close-up <laughs> shot of uh, of some of some male genitalia. 
probably the closest dick we've seen thus far. I would, I would agree. We'll just have to remember that for our awards, our overall <laughs> Game of Thrones series awards. Yes. Um, with maybe even a wart or two. Yeah, I think that was uh, something weird. That's what was implied there. I didn't mm-hmm. pause this one. So I, I no. wasn't able to. No rewind. I, rewi- I rewound once. <laughs> yeah, I mean you didn't have to pause. It was on screen for a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah, we got a good look. Actually, the reason I, re- I the reason I rewound uh, is because I was I I was just writing about the play, like put my head down, and all of a sudden Jenna just goes dick, <laughs> and I like look up and it was already gone. So then I had to rewind. Of course, you have yeah. her trained very well. Yeah. <laughs> It was fine. Besides the warts, a lovely dick. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I can't tell if he was wearing it ball forward or not because he was just kind of fondling everything. Yeah, yeah. It's hard so to say. We can't. I mean, we, we definitely can't saw some balls. We, we did see balls. some balls. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But. Firmly, firmly grasped, spread out. And then uh, we get some repeat Sans. We got some repeat fake Sansa jugs yeah. in the yeah. in 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 the uh, backstage. They gave us another look uh, over there. Uh, Jeremy, any anything else from the episode that tickled your fancy uh, in a good or bad way? I mean, just a little little heart moment with Danny and Jorah, right? <laughs> yes. like, she hey. forgives him. She's like, hey, go take care of yourself, bruh. He's like, in I good, got you. In, in a good or bad or juggly's way. <laughs> yeah. This is, the, um, this is actually a moment between Danny and Jorah that I liked. Um, I liked this whole thing where Jorah was just being honest Blah, blah, blah. Danny was treating him, I think, in a much more rational way than she has the past two times that she's kicked him out. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked, I think that it both came off very naturally from their characters. I like that he did just say, like, yeah, I'm in love with you. I'm, I'm always going to be in love with you. But kind of without saying it, just established that he, he didn't need that. He didn't need that. He was there to serve. Um, and that she was like, you know what? you I, I need you, not in the way that you just said but I think it was done much more nuanced. I think it was not so proper I I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. So props to them. They took six seasons to get it right, but you did it. Yep. And then, um, I mean, that was, I, I thought the, the my other good stuff was the play mm-hmm. with Arya as well. I just enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, uh, the, there was the Sansa Baelish kind of like, I mean, Baelish is a creep. He feels creepy in this show now. And I like that Sansa is like, she clearly gets that he's trying to manipulate her still. And, uh, it's, I, I like that we've seen growth, so we don't, we don't believe it's going to happen, but we'll see. And we yeah, did a great. There's that one tiny moment where she says like, blah, 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 something, something, my brother. And he goes half brother. And you see this look on her face that's just like, maybe he's getting to her just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's got his claws in still, just a touch. Yeah. There's an, uh, another excellent just Tormund staring at Brienne scene oh, <laughs> with this like, yes. little funk with funny smile. I yeah. believe Brienne acknowledges Tormund in this episode even um, to Sansa or something when she's sending him away, sending her away rather, to go to um, River Run to meet with Brendan Tully. <laughs> he says something about like, she says something like, my lady, there's a lot of unsavory characters here or whatever. That big guy for a start. <laughs> something, I forget what the words are, but she, she mentions him and oh, it's so good. Because <laughs> then Sansa says like, John isn't torment or whatever. Like, ah, oh, I just want them to get together. 
Yeah, so it was overall, it was okay. It was it was a decent episode. Still, I think uh, a lot of, a lot of progression in the story for for our characters. Ho- Hodor, uh, Hodor breaks my heart. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Hans, Cheddar, and Chive have come together in an oven. Was it your oven? No, no. This was uh, Outpost Grocery. And it was, uh, I, I'm, it was, it was fine. Okay. Cheddar and Chive. These savory ones, <clears throat> I think they've been more missed than hit. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that up for the tally. Yeah. Which is funny because I would say that some of the savory ones have been excellent. But then there's just, there's, there's a, there's a wide disparity though. Whereas the fruit ones usually tend to, tend to have a little bit, uh, less less so they're usually usually in run about the same ballpark but i feel i feel you there well that was season six episode five the door hold the door hold the door hold the door hold door we will be back not tomorrow taking this weekend off as we uh, usually do but back on monday for season six episode six <gasps> If we can find one more six, y'all, we might just be able to summon the devil himself. Get a get a guest appearance from Satan on the episode. Imagine what that would do for our downloads. Oh, well, I guess I guess I guess we'll have to find out. Maybe Monday's enough of a devil. We'll join you then. And until then, you deal with G O T. Yeah, you, you know, know me. me. So not not a big story. I, I've actually prided myself on uh, not having an incident like this yet but uh as you guys know as many of you listeners may know jenna is an identical twin Mm. and uh jenna just to be clear is your girlfriend yes who Mm -hmm. loves to hear her name on this oh she loves it she she jenna 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 yeah every time every time we talk about it she's like i just wish you know i love the podcast and i just wish you guys talked about me more (laughs) as i uh, and also i think she goes by uh j girl right yeah yeah, that's her preferred name (laughs) exclusively so (laughs) jenna if you're listening this one's for you (laughs) uh so anyway we're at this party of hers uh, or her family's party. It wasn't Jenna's party. But mm-hmm. it was her sister's like housewarming party. And we're there a little bit early. Obviously, uh, you know, a good chunk of her family's there. And uh, her identical twin sister's there. I had I had already acknowledged this at this point. I talked to her for a little bit. Um, and then I had I just had a drink or something. And I was kind of standing and, and uh, I saw Jenna at the, at like the, I guess the countertop in the kitchen you know everyone's kind of standing around it and i walk up and i i i just put my arm again on the counter and i just kind of like lean you know as i was just standing there like kind of leaning over her which was pretty close and uh i didn't think anything of it and i just was um just standing there and then all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye i kind of like started to realize because when i started to realize that this in fact was not jenna (laughs) and then all of a sudden as i like i instantly realize it and i'm like oh man i am like real close so then i uh so then i just like slow like i try and like subtly like scooch over and then i realize like at at that point i'm like there's absolutely no way i can play this off so then i just like I, i i look at i look at julia and i'm like 
I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and uh, she's like, she's, she started laughing. And I was like, I thought you were Jenna. And she was, she was like, she's like, yeah, you were, she, she's like, you were standing so close. I wanted to say something, but then I was like, I didn't, I didn't know if I should or like, <laughs> I, so, so then, uh, so yeah, it was thoroughly embarrassing. Um, in all fairness, they were, it was like a Hawaiian themed party and they were both wearing Hawaiian shirts, like, like, oh, like oversized like baggy hawaiian shirts and black like legging pants and they you know so this is a excuse this is a very interesting now jeremy are you is jerk your identical twin no no fraternal Mm -hmm. um so here is my question for identical twins and i guess jenna will be our only frame of reference first of all how i mean if you mistake them it must be pretty close how identical are we talking so this is only not like again i i would say like they're very like i can tell them apart very easily like they're without not issue. that identical without issue it was okay. only because i didn't it was from behind it was this it was and it was i if i would have actually just like looked i would have noticed but again i was like kind of not paying attention i was really just out of the corner of my eye i saw the blonde i saw everything and i just like went and leaned <laughs> was really leaning up it's not like i groped her or anything <laughs> which interesting like, hey. which funny enough Julia's boyfriend has accidentally done to Jenna, which is a whole nother level of of uh, hilarity. But uh, I guess you got anyway. Whew, you got to plan for things like that. But so here here is my question. And again, won't generalize. Won't say all identical twins. But all of the ones that I have had direct experience with, which yeah. is at least three sets of of twins that I have sure. known for multiple years. Sure. Why do they always have the same haircuts? Yeah, that's that's a mistake. Just get a different haircut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Game over. No one has this problem anymore. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. They did oh. for a while, in all fairness. Uh, they did for for a long time knowing them. They Julia had like reddish orange or like reddish hair and mm-hmm. then uh Jenna's always been blonde. But then Julia, Julia, Julia was kissed by fire. Ju- Ju- she dyed it. Julia has yeah. subsequently dyed her hair back to blonde. So okay, just be just so we can throw her name in a few more times. Is Jenna uh, naturally blonde? Yeah, they all are. Yeah, Jenna. Mm-hmm. Jenna. She was in this episode. Jenna. Yeah. Yep, Jenna. I actually, did I do believe that she, you asked her if she wanted to get in on the scum review? She denied. She denied. Yeah. yeah. Just cold. No, didn't even want to try the scum. But uh, but Jenna. Big friend, uh, big friend of the show has made a few scones. Perhaps, perhaps uh, we can we can make our own little uh, can be part of our broadcast empire. Mm-hmm. We, when we start doing cooking shows, mm-hmm. you know, scones, scones deconstructed with J Girl. Yeah, I like that. We'll make it our own segment in our multimedia empire. Exactly. That's what it is. Which, which will include, but not be limited to, uh, our 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 porn channels, which we've already. Oh, oh yeah. yes. That's where the money's at, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. It's I think all we on that clicks. Probably get in on the. Uh, oh, I mean, what are <laughs> newspaper? You think and by we should... and by porn channels, you mean the non-pornographic. Right, content that we content will be putting on, up on porn websites. The porn yeah, channels, yeah, yeah. mostly 100%. in the comments section genius, or in. Genius. You know how there's always like you'll be watching, you'll be tapped into the porn, and then in the corner there'll be like a multi-layered <laughs> video with weird or porn. <laughs> it's like it's like, hey, 
Maybe you'll like this. If not, just ignore it. But maybe you will. <laughs> that's how. That's how they get you to to take the step. While because if you think about it, you think of some of this twisted shit. You're like, who the hell would watch this? And it's right. No one's gonna click on that as the first vid. <laughs> they, but they 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 chip away at you with those like say they they don't they don't jump you right in because then you know then it's like is it they they get you with the small steps first it's your step first it's your step brother and then, and then it's your that is your stepmom and then then all of a sudden the lines become a little, a little bit more connected <laughs> then it's your actual mom then yeah. you're both squirrels <laughs> <laughs> and then and there's then, this japanese character with a tentacle wrapped around the exactly <laughs> it's the yeah. natural progression of the world yeah yeah oh mm. anyway uh see you jenna bye jenna Bye, Jenna.